Welcome to the Time Out Podcast with Tony McGettigan. Because we all need a little time out from life. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Time Out Podcast. And well, episode 80 was uh, of the golfing team, uh, Pitch and Putt, uh, of course, with Michael Alsop. But today's episode is country music flavoured. And it gives me great pleasure, folks, to introduce a man I've loved listening to uh, for many years. I described this man yesterday uh, as uh, one of the, to a friend I was talking to, as one of the real McCoy in Irish country over the decades he's been performing. And the reason that I would call him the real McCoy is because uh, he's his own distinctive style. Uh, he's written a lot of his own songs and grew up as well in Irish country music. Uh, was was influenced by so many legends of the country scene, none more so than the late uh, legend Brian Call. So as I say folks, it's a great pleasure and uh, an honour uh, for me to be featuring this man on my podcast today, uh, hailing all the way from Drumlish in County Longford, it's Mr Declan Nearney. Declan, you're very welcome. Hello Tony and uh, thanks for, for uh, inviting me here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure Declan. You're, you're in Glenties and you're no stranger to Donegal, Declan really. Well not really no to, to Donegal or Glenties years, a long time ago since we performed here first with Brian Call. actually you mentioned him there. Uh, in St Dominic's Hall going back and believe it or not Brian Call was probably one of the most popular artists in Donegal but particularly here in Glenties in, in, in all of those days when uh, Charlie McCall was the man St Dominic's Hall in St Dominic's Hall there he always played his only yeah. absolutely bumper crowds around Christmas time and there could be six photo snow outside and they still draw a crowd uh, and uh, since that we all uh, love coming to Donegal and uh, particularly this area yeah well we're delighted to have you Declan because as I said they're one of the real you've been in the game so long that it's hard not to describe you anything as Daryl McCoy you've, you've been there and you've, you've you're standing the test of time well we will talk about Brian Call and his influence on you later in the podcast but I want to say to you uh, Declan uh, you grew up in, obviously in Longford and um, like a bit like Mick Flavin, a very good friend of yours, Declan, yeah, farming played a big influence in your, in your life growing up. Yeah, well, I would be from a rural background and uh, all the trappings that comes with being from a rural background. Like, it's, it's not just uh, the fact that you, you, you grew up on a farm and, and uh, done all of that farming land. There's a, a certain... Um, as the culture goes with it and a certain uh, train of, of, of character uh, from people from the rural parts of Ireland and stuff and the, 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 you know it, it, it stands you know a time to have a bit of um, a good grow for life in general in its, in its own way um, the, the, the thing about the thing about the, 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 the rural life and all of that business there is that country music, traditional music, and uh, middle of the road music in general is very, very featured, very strong in those people's uh, minds because the sentiment of the songs and the sincerity of them comes out, comes through, and uh, that's what I think and I like about being from more of a, a rural uh, yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the songs have deep meaning, Declan, and yeah. you've definitely done that uh, down to your your lifetime, uh, Declan. You know, we look at the like to the marquee and drum lush, Declan. Just to, to get on to some of the songs that you've that you've written. Uh, before we get to the Marquee and Drumlish, like that, Anna from Fermanagh, you know, Gotta Get Up in the Morning, you know, Three Way Love Affair. Uh, so many songs to pick from, Declan, but uh, the Marquee and Drumlish was a song, Declan, really and truly, when you study it, it, it basically tells your story in that song. 
It's an autobiography in a way, and it tells the whole story. Plus, it's a little bit of a window of history into the Marquis and the, and the famous bands that were at the, at the time. Uh, you know, we only mentioned maybe Big Tom, Larry, uh, Gene Stewart, Brian Call, and the High Lows of those bands. But, you know, the, the, the Joe Dolans and all of them fellas there, they played the Marquis, and uh, it was a great mega dance, and it brought. It brought that uh, razzmatazz of, of what the Shoban thing was to, to, to the rural Ireland, as we spoke about a moment ago, and, and the excitement were built up in all of those towns for weeks and maybe months before the bands would arrive and before that little festival would start. And um, people pl- planned their holidays around that there, you know, the, the, the emigrants from England, America, and all, and they would be home for that particular week. And um, it, it united people kept people together and I, I, I kept uh, I suppose a value upon what the purpose of what life was all about and what it is all about about community spirit exactly and that obviously had a massive impact on you you're watching all these singers come in Declan yeah and like anything now that's how a lot of singers were influenced you have to see what goes before to get into yourself yeah. you have to see it and, and you have to respect it because uh, getting here Getting here like the Rolling Stone hasn't been easy for anybody, and it's you know life in general. It's 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 not all it's not all all jingle bells all the way, and uh, people's lives are are being torn apart from various other things with no you know disrespect to themselves. You know they they fall into different traps and one thing or another, and everybody are equal in that respect. I am no different than anybody else, and. Um, you know, there's nobody that gets through life without some sort of being scathed some way or other, and that's where the nature of being being you know having that community spirit around about you that people rally around people and help them, and there's always help there for people who seek it, and it's 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 in helping somebody out and seeing the machine going ahead again that makes yeah. it all worthwhile. Definitely so, Declan. Um, have to agree with you there. You know, you're touching some of the songs that you've written there, Declan, but uh, as well, you know, the Stop the Whirling. Yeah. That song has had a great lease of life there uh, in the last number of, uh, the last year or so, Declan, with the, with the dance remix that was made for it. Yeah, it, 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 it has a mind of its own, that song. You know, I think this is the third time that it has been reinvented. Uh, itself through you know DJs who who co- you know come along with the song and they don't interfere with it that much they just put a, a new beat to to the song with computerized uh, equipment that they've got and various devices and uh, it it seems to be marking a great bit of a, a, a resurgence again with a younger generation but you know the young twenty year olds and uh, they're getting a little bit of uh, enjoyment from it so it's great yeah there's many times I've been thinking to myself Declan um, that song has a great meaning even to like sort of take because a lot of people would feel like that like there's so many things happening in the world that you feel like stopping the world and getting off sometimes well there is but you see it's one of those songs that has a a, a, a light hearted meaning as well people you know see it from a humorous point of view they see it from a maybe a yeah. bit of a serious point of view but it gives them a little bit of a lift and it it, it, it drives it on plus the fact that it's a huge dance tune in the hall it's a huge yeah. jive when the minute you, you play the intro of it and it's only just three notes of an intro um, repetitive and it just mm-hmm. people just I, instantly recognise it and identify with it yeah. and they're on the floor instantaneously yeah. 
You've been brilliant at that down to the years. From the very first moment I saw you on a VHS tape, Declan, I think you've been always brilliant at mixing the dancing numbers with the, sin- the sincere numbers. You know, like, for example, like the gallant John Joe, another a great song, and, you know, you know, Three We Love Affair that you wrote yourself. You've always had a great blend uh, yourself, Declan, and I'm sure when you're coming to recording songs, uh, you always take that... Uh, to careful consideration. Yeah, well, it's, it, 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 you have to. It's like uh, making furniture or whatever, or a shop. You have to make sure that the people. You have to think about the people who are following you, who are uh, into that genre of music, and what they would like. Sometimes you you know you you can go outside it for a for a mark just to see exactly what is going in along, and it might entice uh, another type of. Uh, uh, client to, to come in to see you, uh, uh, you know, in, in the yeah. various parts of the of the country. Um, it, it, it varies, you know, from from area to area yeah. as well. But by and large, your 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 mainstay of your music is uh, fairly, uh, you know, is fairly earmarked to what the people I in know. that genre like. Yes, there's a song that you have, Declan, as well, "Sweet Raccoon." I was just doing a bit of look up on that song today, just uh, brushing up on some things and. I actually seen that song was actually initially a folk song, Declan, that you transformed into a country number, really. It was a folk song, and it's a, it's a great song in a way because there's four rat cools. Mm. There's a rat cool in Dublin, there's a rat cool in Cork, and there's a rat cool in Belfast. Right. So, if, and uh, to tell you the honest truth, I don't know which uh, particular rat cool it was, but it's, it's some one of them anyway. And, and, and there's another rat cool as well uh, over the west somewhere, and. Um, it, it, it's you know from that point of view it's a, it's a great old number um, recorded back as you say a folk song so we give it a country flavour and yeah good good marketing uh, there Declan because yeah. you're covering more than one place yeah it is yeah, yeah. it's it's you're you're getting to various areas and people like to hear about their area being mentioned in a song it's a bit like Anna from Ferman or the Marquis and the Mish for that matter people like uh, to, to on the radio to hear about their particular town being mentioned. Yeah, I definitely do. I know that for a fact. People do love the, the, the various place names we mentioned. Talk to me about the likes of um, two mighty men that played uh, a massive part to you, I'm sure, Declan. Talk to me about Gene Stewart. He had such a distinctive voice, Gene, of course, from County Tyrone. Yeah. Uh, Dungannon, I think. Uh, but, or was it Dungannon? Dungannon. He yeah. was from Dungannon. A place called Kilishal in County Tyrone. Yeah. Uh, but five, six miles from Dungannon. Yeah, a very successful man in his own right, a very commercial singer, a good man to, to choose songs as well. And um, I spent six years in his band, uh, touring all of Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales and gained great experience with him. Um, recorded an, a couple of songs on an earlier album with him as well. And um, then I moved on to Brian Call. Uh, in, in the that would be I was with Gene Stewart from the very early 70s till the end of the 70s and then Brian Call from uh, 1980 to 1988 1979 yeah. to 1988 and um, uh, a, a hugely popular man in particularly in this whole part of Donegal Derry uh, the north of Ireland he was popular all over and, and went to America as well in 1983 Hugely popular over there with with uh, a lot of people who had hadn't seen him for a long, long time, and he, he did tour America back in the day. He he, he was um, 
particularly admired and 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 uh, by by the American people, mm. by the American country artists, people like Slim Whitman and Charlie Pride, who. Uh, tried in, uh, to encourage him and beg him to, to come to America that he would have made a, a great future there and they were you know tried to to, to, to get him to come but he, he just decided that he was more of a home bird and he liked just yeah. to perform at home and he was happy with his loss and you know he, he, he wasn't yeah. uh, he, he just wasn't um, uh, bamboozled by the by the huge uh, popularity that would he definitely could have made it in America but yeah. Brian was Brian and uh, he liked his home people he liked the people he played to and he liked the songs he sung yeah there's a man up the road here I'll give him a mention Neil Keeney is his name he's done loads of work uh, a man with mighty he, he must have a half a million photographs Neil Neil did a lot of work with uh, so many different uh, singers himself and uh, he I did an interview with Neely once, and uh, he asked the words he used was that there was nothing to touch Brian Call into Dominic's Hall. That was it. I mean, yeah. just, we said that earlier in our programme. Yeah. He was one of the most popular, if not the pop- most popular artist that played at Dominic's Hall for oh, for 20 years. Like, But um, uh, he, he was a fantastic artist. There's no doubt about it. He had a, a great range in his voice. He's, he, he sung beautiful songs like The Hometown and the File. It's still a, a classic airy song. It's, uh, you know, yeah. it'll be sung in a thousand years' time. Um, you know, the cattle call that he done. He had his own distinctive way of singing. He didn't really... Go, and, and he could sing any genre song. Yeah. He could rock and roll to country to country and Irish and ballads. Brian yeah. was, uh, was the man. Explain to me, because uh, um, looking at it from the outside, Declan, I would say that the likes of Brian would be fair to say, uh, along with playing in, a, in the same band, was he a bit of a mentor to you? And what exactly, if he did, like, was the things that he would have been on to you about? Well, he would. He would have. Uh, he would have encouraged you to, to. You know, he he had a great ear for for people with something different, and uh, he always, you know, used to say to me, like, you know, you're different nor anybody else, and that's the that's the name of the game. And there's no point in being like Frank Sinatra or some Elvis Presley. You have to be yourself, whether it's a quarter as good or half as good, but be that. So, and then there's nobody else to come into your uh, path if that's the way it is. We, we we got on very very well together. We actually got on fantastically together, and and I enjoyed his company. And uh, he was a great man to work with and work for. Um, and I have to say, I was very honoured to be in his band. Yeah, well, that's one thing about Brian Cole and uh, Declan Ernie. They're distinctive singers. You hear a lot of singers today, Declan. Sometimes it can be hard to tell apart. Yeah. On that topic, um, and not to put you on the spot, but what do you make of the Irish country music scene today? Because it is safe to say, Declan, that it has changed uh, considerably over the years. Well, it's moving. It's definitely there's no doubt about it. It's moving, and things are moving in general. It, it, there's you know all all things goes in a wave, and who would have ever thought that you know that nightclubs would put dance halls out of business? Now, who would have thought that uh, nightclubs are going out of business themselves? And live music is coming back in, and you have uh, new young bands like the Tumbling Paddies and the Whistling Donkeys and all these bands here now coming in playing a sort of a folky type thing maybe ramped up a little bit uh, and look at there's a, there's a turn in that as well there's a turn in music in general is to be enjoyed and if new young people it keeps them happy and 
you know, that's the purpose of it, and music is a common denominator for us all. That's it. Yeah. And that's basically it. It's a good, it's a good answer, uh, yeah. Declan, to that, to that question, I have to say. I know it's in the middle of July, and this is going to seem very strange for anyone listening to this, but I have to say this, Declan, because this is the song years that I've loved down to the years. The Christmas song and the Christmas hoolie, Declan. Yeah. That's a song that I sang as a young teenager, even. I think I had my mother and father singing with it. I, I just love that song as a Christmas tune. Yeah. Tell me about that song. And Well, it's a song we comp- composed of ourselves, and... Um, we started it. I remember it, it came into my mind. We, we pulled up in, in, in down the south in some of the counties. We're coming home from a, a gig sometime in October time, and uh, this tune came into my head about a, a holy, a Christmas holy. And just in the whole chorus of it came into my head in this uh, restaurant place that we were coming home from. Yeah, pushed back to the kitchen table, put the chairs against yeah. the wall. And we kept dreaming about it then. And, you know, there, had, there hadn't been anything like that ever done before with a, a traditional Irishness to it, with accordion and with traditional music involved into it. And being honest about it, uh, Tony, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the first tunes that was ever recorded. To to to, uh, to bring in a piece of Irish traditional music, a jingy, a reel into the tune. So I see. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it worked a treat. It's a song yeah. that's going even well to this day. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah, and all the radio stations and DJs will tell you that it's an evergreen and that it's it's uh, mm-hmm. put by after every Christmas and brought out at the first of December again, and it gets its rounds every time. It, it's going well, and. Um, yeah. Tell me, you know, you're on the road a long time, Dick, and I say, I think you're, uh, I hope you don't mind me quoting your age, but I think you're 64 now. In around. Yeah, in, in around 64. Does travelling, you know, I know this is a thing, but when I look at it myself, you know, you come across like a man, you have a deep love for music anyway, but does the travelling get monotonous? No, it doesn't. It never did really with me, you know, because it, one of the things is if, if travelling got to you or had, had mm. uh, an interference in this game, it, it was, it was, never going to work out for you so travelling never really bothered me at all yeah never really did no so uh, and that is a big factor as you say yeah. if you're in this game you want to you know you be uh, you, you can't let travelling be an issue but uh, the Hooli in the Sun Declan is proving popular for you uh, I see a, n- a number of artists now that are doing uh, these uh, you know uh, different uh, breakaways and it's, it seems to me from the outside in looking it's very they're, they're going well yeah, it's a, th- it's a thing we started back 20 years ago and um, there was a few bad years at the time, bad summers, and we often thought, that I thought to myself that, you know, maybe if we brought, you know, and I, it was just listening to people saying, ah, we were on holidays, we were in Spain and we were in Portugal and we were in France and we were here, there and everywhere, but, you know, the nightlife wasn't very good. And I thought to myself, if we brought the band out and played, wonder would that work? Or how would it work? Yeah. And maybe if I brought a couple of artists with me as well for the week, maybe we'll be able to put something together in that in that vein. And uh, that's what I done. And uh, maybe we, we started at the you know with five or six acts. Now we're bringing about twenty five of the best we can find. And so much so, it become very popular that other artists decided, well, if he's doing that there, and sure, we can do it as well. And yeah, so you're one of the so, first, really. Yeah, so that's basically what has gone on. Yeah. And even now, Declan's going to come on towards the end of the interview, you know, the songs, like, you're still, do you still write, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming, because a songwriter really never really switches off. No. You're probably still having an, an odd song there, um, thinking about recording and uh, putting words into a song. Oh yeah, it's 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 actually an interesting thing to 
if you if, when you start, it's like building a house. If you once you start it, you you, you look forward to seeing it painted and the yeah. door opening <laughs> and and uh, people coming in and 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 uh, drinking a cup of tea with you. It's a bit the same, you know, to yeah. to hear the song and get it finished and yeah. just to see how it'll it'll turn out and how it'll be received by the public. And how, who would have inspired you, Declan, with songwriting in the sense of, like, or was it yourself, really, that just you took it up, or was there a particular style that you liked? I know, well, Henry McMahon was a man that you now uh, helped compose an awful lot of the tunes that I have recorded, and they were very fu- successful, and um, Henry was great alliance, but myself, himself and myself together, and uh, we, we, we carved out a, a, about maybe seven or eight of my most popular songs yeah, yeah. Uh, with Henry, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that has been a great success. Now, it could, we could decide to, tomorrow morning to come up with a different song or a new song, and that's the way it goes on. Yeah. It's, it's not just something that you say, right, next week we'll write a song. It's, you have to wait until that idea it's comes feeling, up to yeah. So just for listeners that are curious that may be listening, as, apart from the songs I've mentioned, what other kind of songs would um, would uh, Henry have helped you with? Or um, would you have been helping with the writing or the composing of the music? Well, you got to get up in the morning and um, uh, Anna from Fermanagh and Three Will of Affair, Marquis and the Mish, all those co-written. songs co-written, yeah, yeah. and uh, they're all with Henry and stuff. And um, we have a couple of new ones on the new album as well, so they're ready for release uh, in the very near future. Yeah. That's good to hear, Declan. And finally, you're, so you're in the Highlands Hotel tonight, Declan, and I'm sure you'll be probably going home tonight, will you, at the end of the gig? Ah, we will, yeah. We, we, I always go home most of the time. Well, a couple of hours brings you a long journey, so uh, you always like to get home to your old, old, old list. Yeah. So, Glantis is not somewhere that, as I say, you would have played a lot in the last number of years, but you would have played a bit Letterkenny, I'm sure, out there, a bit Josie's and that. Oh, we would have played in Josie's and Letterkenny, and we'd have played Donegal Town, the Abbey, and the Allingham, and uh, Roundabout, and the various uh, other venues, you know, one-offs as well. We're in Logs uh, in Cranford very, very soon as well. And then we're in, um, <coughs> uh, we're doing a thing uh, up in. Um, it's uh, near Kilmacrennan as well, up that part of the country oh, yes, for yeah. Orla. That's coming up soon too, and uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, Declan, I do, do wish you all the best with that, and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that you've given me 20 minutes plus of your time here tonight uh, ahead of your gig uh, in the Highlands Hotel. And as I say, been a massive, not just saying this, but been a big fan of yourself down to the years, and I would like to say well done for everything you achieved, and you continue to achieve, and good luck to you. Thank you very much, Tony, and to you for your podcast and all your listeners there. Give up the good work, and uh, you're a gentleman. Thank you very much, Declan. Thank you. Well, folks, there you have it. That was episode number 81 with the legendary Declan Nerney from County Longford, Drumlish, a man that's on the scene a long, long time. And uh, I'm sure that uh, you will have enjoyed that listening to that if you're a Declan Nerney or Irish country music fan. Well, keep on the lookout for episode number 82, which is coming very shortly. But for now, for me, Tony McGettigan in the Highlands Hotel here in Glenties, along with, say, Declan Nerney, it's goodbye. For more on the Time Out podcast, visit thetimeoutpodcast.ie. Thanks for listening.